Did you know that in Japanese, to say there is something changes based on the fact if that something is alive or simply just an object? It's a subtle difference, but to avoid making this mistake, you better pay attention, as I wouldn't want you to respond to someone by saying, yes, there is a living and breathing chair right here. In this walkthrough of the home section of Duolingo, you are going to learn how to ask where things are, if others have specific items, living or not, and plenty more. Ready to begin? If your answer is yes, then hit the subscribe button or else this video will pause right here and you won't learn anything new. New feature on YouTube. Let's begin with two very versatile and useful phrases, arimas and imas. Both of these phrases mean something along the lines of there is or to have. However, there is one key difference between them. Arimas is used when describing an object that is simply put, not alive. Imas is used to describe something that is alive. I wonder which one is used when talking about Frankenstein. It's alive! What do you think? Arimas or imas when saying Frankenstein? Imas should be the one for him. We wouldn't use it for him, right? I think it's time we take a look at a more practical comparison here. Ocha ga arimas. There is tea. And as you can see, to structure this phrase, we have subject, particle, there is. And as ocha, meaning tea is non-living, we use arimas rather than imas in this case. You may notice that the ga particle is used to mark the subject here rather than wa. Now, from my understanding, ga is used to emphasize the subject t. Now, you could use wa or ga in this case, and there is a difference. So, rather than me try to explain, let's ask Chisa. Ocha ga arimasu simply means there's tea. Using ga particle actually brings the whole spotlight to tea or any object that you use before ga particle. Ocha wa arimasu with the wa particle, so it always implies any other possible options or something to compare with the tea. Ready for a more lively example? As stated already, imas works the exact same way as arimas. The only change is the subject it's directed at, which, as you now know, is something living, such as saruga imas. There is a monkey. As you can see, the structure of the sentence is the exact same. However, our subject now is a monkey. And as monkeys, as far as I know it, are living and breathing awesome creatures, we now use imas instead of arimas. So once again, saruga imas, there is a monkey. One important thing to mention when saying there is something in Japanese is the fact that in Japanese, there's no difference between singular or plural. So whether there are many objects or just one, the phrase used to explain this will be the exact same. It's purely contextual based. This example phrase, saruga imas, can either mean there is a monkey or there are monkeys. For our sake, I hope it's only one. Saruga imas. Now that you're familiar with how to state there is something, what about when there is not something? Now, as we had previously covered, in order to make a statement using the must sentence ender negative, such as arimas or imas, all you need to do is convert mas to masen. Let's watch this magic in action. Toire ga arimas. There is a bathroom. 
By changing mas to masen, this statement now becomes negative, as in to say, there is no bathroom. To take this one step further, you can now also change that ga particle to a wa. And without getting too complicated here, just keep in mind when making a negative statement, aim on the side of using the wa particle. And with all this said and done, we now have toire wa arimasen. There is no bathroom. To wrap up this section on imas and arimas, there is one more modification that we can make to go over here. By simply adding the ka question marker to the end of arimas or imas, we can also ask the question, do you have? For example, peto wa imasu ka? Do you have pets? Very simple structure here. Subject, wa, do you have? As you can see, we added ka to the end of imas in this case, turning this phrase to have into a question. You may notice in this example, the wa particle is used to mark the subject in this question, rather than ga. It's not a hard rule or anything, this is just what I'm familiar with from what Duolingo has taught me so far. Just keep in mind for now, that when asking questions or making negative statements, using wa seems to be the particle of choice. Let's test this out on a real Japanese and see what happens. Can you ask me the question, do you have pets? Petto wa imasu ka? What about saying there are no monkeys? Saru wa imasen. When making a negative statement, would you use the wa particle to mark the subject or ga? Tore depends on the context. Ocha ga arimasen. Yeah, so you're only talking about tea and there's nothing else mentioned before or will be mentioned after. When we hear ocha wa arimasen with wa particle uh, as a Japanese, we, ten we think, oh, okay, there's uh, no tea, but there should be something else. So with the wa particle, it always implies that there are any other options possibly. Before moving on, I want to test you to see if you've been paying attention so far. Let's see if you can fill in the blank here. Isu wa blank ka. I'll let you think about this for one second. Got your answer? If you had chosen option B, arimasu ka? You are correct, as arimasu is used for non-living things. The next powerful phrase taught within this section was how to say what something is or is not. Take a look at how this works. Inu desu, it is a dog. Ohuro desu, it is a bathtub. Neko desu, it is a cat. You get the point. Simply state the subject, then follow it with des. Subject plus des. It doesn't get any easier than that. When it comes to saying what something is not, simply change des to its negative sentence ender, dewa arimasen, as in, inu dewa arimasen, it is not a dog. Ohuro dewa arimasen, it is not a bathtub. Neko dewa arimasen, it is not a cat. Why when saying what something is, such as inu desu, we don't mark the subject with the wa particle? Yeah, so inu desu sounds like a whole completed sentence, however, it's not. I think like the completed sentence should be kore wa inu desu or sore wa inu desu. So as you could pick up sore wa, kore wa, it's omire. So it, it's part, it's omire. Because, you know, like, uh, as you know, Japanese is a little bit lazy language. So we always have a lot of omission. Welcome to Japanese. Hi, すいません. How many times have you lost the remote or you couldn't find your keys? Well, fear not. 
these next examples will help you or anyone else in your household locate all the missing items in your future. Let's now look at how we can say where something is. Example 1. Toire wa doko desu ka? Where is the bathroom? As you can see, we start this phrase with the subject we are trying to locate. Then, we mark the subject with wa, place doko, meaning where, after the subject, and finally end the phrase with the sentence ender des. In question form, of course, des ka. Now that you have this knowledge, feel free to replace the subject with whatever item you are looking for. Now, how about when someone is to ask you where something is? How would you respond? Let's take a look at a simple response to help point others in the right direction. For example, if someone was to ask, where are the keys? Kagi wa doko desu ka? To answer this question, you could simply say, Kagi wa koko desu. The keys are here. The structure of this response is the same as the question. Subject, wa, location, desu. However, instead of our location being doko, we change it to koko, meaning here. Feel free to replace koko with soko, meaning there, or asoko, meaning over there, depending on the distance between you and the subject. Also, you will notice as this is now a statement, des is not in question form here. Now, what if someone was to ask me where something is, but I just simply didn't know? How would you respond? Sumimasen, wakarimasen. Wakarimasen, sumimasen. Either way. The next major skill we had been introduced to in this section was counting objects. Now I want to warn you, counting in Japanese is seriously no joke. There are different ways, many different ways, to express numbers depending on the type of subject that you are counting. Now this is going to take some time to master, but for now, let's focus on the counter taught within this section of Duolingo, the wa counter. Now believe me, I've done my research on Japanese counters. Hitotsu. Hitori desu. And throughout my research, I had never come across nor heard of the wa counter. However, Duolingo states, and I quote, The wa counter is used to count birds and rabbits. Well, that seems pretty specific. And who has birds and rabbits in their house? Aside from magicians, I guess. What's the deal here? What's this wa counter all about? Is it commonly used? Yes, to count birds. We have a lot of birds in Japan. A lot of quotes, cranes, ichiwa Ah, but one thing, when you count a chicken, you shouldn't use wa, ikko, because it's already like solid object. I feel bad, but then like, uh, I'm sorry, but chicken is dead, right, to eat? Yeah, so we can't use it. Only like wa is uh, used for living birds, or maybe dead birds, but not for food. What counter would you say is most commonly used around the house? I would say ko or tsu counter. Those counters are used to count any solid object, for example, carrots or cushion. All right, one more question. Is it common for Japanese to actually have birds and rabbits in their house? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I heard the rabbits are easy to take care of. And then birds, I used to have a bird. So cute. I'm going to wait until we reach the counting section of Duolingo to cover more details on the subject of counting, but for now, let's just use the wa counter as taught within this section to demonstrate how we can count in Japanese. Usagi ga san wa imasu. There are three rabbits. To state the number of rabbits, here's the structure. Subject, particle, number of subject, counter type, in this case, the wa counter, 
then end it off with imas, meaning there are. Again, imas is used in this case as rabbits, as far as I know, are very alive. Now before we finish off with this section review, allow me to teach you how to transform a dog or a cat into a puppy or a kitten. Yes, you heard me. Inudes means it is a dog. Now prepare to turn this dog into a puppy. Watch this. Ko inudes means it is a puppy. As you can see, simply adding ko in front of inu, the word for dog, changes its meaning to puppy. Very simple. This works the same for cats as well. Check this out. Nekodes means it is a cat. Ko nekodes means it is a kitten. Now don't ask me what ko actually means. I have no idea. However, how it works is quite simple to catch on to. But as I always say, if you can't explain something, you really don't know it. So let's ask Chisa. Ko always means uh, any young little creatures, including human. Like uh, for human, we would say kodomo. Yeah, when you use a ko before, uh, with a no particle to mark the next uh, noun, it means a uh, uh, child of something. For example, uh, if I say kairu no ko, kairu is kyle, kairu no, and then ko means a, like any little things, right? In that case, because kyle is a human, it must have been like the, a child, means a child of kyle, kairu no ko. Child of Kyle. Congratulations! You have now completed this review of the home section of Duolingo. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or confused about anything, Hakuna Matata. That's why we created the review sheets for you over on japanline.com so you can review everything in full detail at your own pace. Link to that in the description of this video. Coming up next in this series will be the Introduction 3 section teaching us more ways to describe yourself and add some personality to how you speak. Should be fun, so make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on that one. With that said, if you have found this review to be helpful, please like this video, share this series, and leave your comments below so we can directly address your specific questions or just have a nice fun conversation. I'll leave that up to you. Arigato gozaimasu! for watching this lesson, and I can't wait to eventually become a Japanese-speaking master with you as we continue to progress throughout this series. With that said, it's off to work we go on making that next episode. There's never too many Disney references, right? <laughs>